Hark the bardic paladin Who sings and plays again He tells the tales of glory And weaves a magic story He'll join you at your table And ask you to share a fable Heroes of humble origin Villains who must be fought again No matter their skill or prowess The people in life are countless so we pray you heed our request. Enjoy this tale of sidekicks and sidequests. Episode 36 Gozer the Gozerian, the Tiefling Destructor. Welcome to Sidekicks and Sidequests, the Dungeons and Dragons podcast that helps to put humans back into humanity and breathe life into your campaign NPCs with backstory and bravado. That's right, we're building a world, one character at a time. I am your host, Kurt Krenwelge, the Bardic Paladin, and I'll be joining Adam Rawson's table in the Levitating Platter. <laughs> Long cool. time no see. Yeah, man. It's been a long time. Very long time. It's good to hear you. Thank you so much for being a guest on the show. So feel free to introduce yourself to the podcast audience. Let them know who you are and what it is that you do. My name is Adam, and I am a software development manager for Shutterstock here in Denver, Colorado. And of course, we were college roommates, so that's how we first met back in the day. And now look at where we back are. Back in the day. A decade ago. Over a decade ago. That is crazy, crazy to think. Oh, man. And yeah, here right. I am with my second podcast. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> nice, dude. As the show is Dungeons and Dragons themed, have you ever played Dungeons and Dragons or do you currently play? I have honestly never played the true Dungeons and Dragons game. I've played a lot of RPGs. I've played Gloomhaven, which is essentially like a very scripted Dungeons and Dragons game, but never the true D&D game, which is funny because my work office on Friday when before this whole thing started, this whole COVID thing started, mm -hmm. had a and d group that would start around noon on Fridays. Oh, that's cool. Well, I don't know when it would start. Sometime in the afternoon. It would run late. Yeah, these things can take a couple of hours. And I do have to say, because you had an original Xbox when we started college and you had the Fable games, that game was the inspiration for my first character's backstory in Dungeons and Dragons because Otto von Krieg was from the town of Oakvale and his parents oh. his parents got murdered by bandits and so he became a <laughs> wizard to avenge them. So you had a little part to play in my beginning in the hobby. I feel very honored in that, man. <laughs> Speaking about video games and RPGs, do you happen to have a favorite NPC from a game? And why are they your favorite? I do. And my favorite NPC is from my, one of my favorite games, and it's Knights of the Old Republic. Mm, yes, you were crazy about that game. Yeah, I love that game. And the favorite character from that is called HK-47, mm. which is an assassin droid. And there the we reason go. why I like him is because you would play this Jedi or good character, and then you have a companion who is this, I think, an Imperial assassin droid who would call everyday people meatbags and would suggest often murdering everyone. <laughs> 
Yep, that sounds like a classic hunter-killer droid. Yeah, it was great. I love that character. I will never forget him. Oh, that's so cool. Well, I have to ask, as a partial segue, have you had an opportunity to watch The Mandalorian? I have. I love that show. Taika Waititi playing the assassin droid in that show was pretty great, too. Do you know the droid model on that to get, like, super nerdy? IG-88. Yeah, he was from the video game Shadow of the Empire, I think was the name of the video game. Ah, yes. We'll put a link to it in the show notes. Well, I'm glad to know that HK47 was your favorite NPC. (laughs) With the flip-flop on that, do you have a favorite side quest from an RPG, video game, etc.? And why is it your favorite side quest? Yeah, so I put a lot of thought into this, actually. I was thinking about this last night. And this is from, it's not from KOTOR, because KOTOR is pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. This is from a game, Fallout 4. Mm, yes. And it was a it was a very unique quest, and it's called the Silver Shroud. Mm, yes, I love that one. Good one. And it's essentially where you are guided by one of these NPCs to find an old-timey trench coat and top hat and Tommy gun. Mm. to go and clean up the streets, essentially. Take out these baddies and then leave your calling card there. Right. And then, like, at the end of it, you get a companion. So all these pieces fit together. It's just, like, a really, really well-thought-out side quest that was just such an interesting take on something that is, like, a post-apocalyptic world. It was great. Yeah. Well, then, to round out this first section of the show, what are you passionate about and why? Yeah, so this is actually interesting. It's a new passion of mine, and it's nerdy in its own unique right, and it's cocktails, actually. Oh, okay. And this all came about. I started dating this girl, Kiera, who was friends with these people who threw cocktail parties. And they were Bond-themed cocktail parties, James Bond-themed cocktail parties, where they would show a double feature at the party, and they would craft all these custom cocktails from cocktails based on the movies that they were showing at the party. Okay. That's cool. And she's like, well, I have like a a boyfriend who's super bougie who would like to join in on this and like is very opinionated and can help you tell if your cocktail tastes crappy or not. Right. And I did. And it was like they had such inventive takes on drinks and stuff that I'd never thought about and that I never would have ever thought about. And so like ever since then, I've been doing these parties with them Mm. and they've been wildly popular and they're writing a book on it actually. And now that we have this COVID thing, I have so much time to make my own cocktails at home. I do have a few favorite cocktails one of them is actually, you can find it on the master class, the program master class. They have a cocktail series, and that one is called the Pisco Sour, Okay. which I can share with you and you can post in the notes. I don't know, like, oh, yeah, I, sure. I don't think it, there's any sort of copyright or anything like that, but it's a delicious thing, and it's based on a spirit from Peru, cool. which, is, which is very interesting. Mm-hmm. Delicious. Well, without further ado, I think it's time for us to make up an NPC. So what are we doing today? Are we going to roll randomly for something or have you brought something to the table? I have actually done some research here. (laughs) (laughs) I had an idea of a character that I would love to have in my party. Sure. And I tried to mold this whole thing around it. Perfect. Okay, well, let's start with a name. So what's the character's name? Okay, you're going to love this, I think. 
The character's name is Gozer the Gozerian. I can sense where this is going, but let's keep this going. <laughs> what is the particular ancestry then for Gozer the Gozerian? Okay, so I thought about this too, because Gozer is, for those who don't know, is the main baddie from Ghostbusters 1. And the character is not good. It is evil character of negative alignment. And so I looked on like some of the races, and I'm not sure if you're familiar with the tiefling yes. race. It's a humanoid character who has a negative, ancestry. not heritage, yeah, ancestry. So it's like part nefarious in a way that they normally have horns and stuff like that. So I thought that that might be a good match. Okay, so we got Tiefling as an ancestry. Okay, perfect. What is the job or role of this character in society? Okay, so I looked at the available jobs there for D&D, and one of them is actually celebrity. Goes around being... I am Gozer the Gozerian. It just, everyone's like, oh my gosh, Gozer, <laughs> big fan. <laughs> well, Gozer had a following and I was like, what is a job that could have a cult-like following? And to me, like celebrity status have, a lot of celebrities have cult-like followings. And so I was like, hey, celebrity might be a kind of a perfect role for this person. So Gozer then is a celebrity, but what does Gozer do? An actor, like a singer, how exactly celebrity status that everyone would know. I thought about this too. Sometimes celebrities are not necessarily famous for anything. <laughs> <laughs> They're just famous for the sake of being famous. But I also thought that could also be like a gladiator, like a celebrity gladiator. Well, how old is Gozer then? I did the math on this. and I'm roughly putting it at 5,372 years old. Okay, so an ancient, a very ancient person killing a lot of people for a long time. Been practicing quite a bit. Describe physically, how does Gozer appear? When I look at this tiefling, what do I see? Initial impressions are, wow, this person is very pasty white, almost like sickly white looking. Like translucent almost? Almost like translucent, like they have not maybe seen very much sun like ever. And I'm going to be honest, this is kind of based a little bit on the figure from Ghostbusters, who is mm. a very pasty, pale person or being. True. Yeah, yeah. Any particular make or design with the horns or the tail or anything like that? I would say that the horns would be pretty, not necessarily subtle, like small, as you imagine like a celebrity in my mind, if they were a tiefling, they would have very refined horns, maybe not like overly large, might be like very kind of minimal, okay. subtle tiefling horns. Tieflings are very charismatic mechanically. So, okay, so very small, refined horns, buzz cut, a crop top. Is that what we're looking at as far as the hair is concerned? Or is it long and luxurious flowing? I would say it's short because in my mind, this character is not necessarily like very obviously one gender or the other gender. Okay, so I see. You're just keeping it androgynous then. Yes, exactly. Ah, interesting. What three adjectives then describe Gozer the Gozerian? Man, I love that name. So good. <laughs> um, Gozer the Gozerian. You have chosen your destructor. <laughs> Let's see. I would say that this character is very arrogant. Okay. Socially aloof. Okay. Which is funny for being a celebrity. They can be charismatic still, but like not necessarily have connections with individual people and definitely sociopathic. 
what is a valuable item, a piece of lore, or secret that this character possesses? Or if it's not any of those, is there an ideal or concept that they ascribe to? So I'm cheating here a little bit in the sense that I'm basing this on an existing character. I mean, that's fine. But I would say that this character has a lacy jumpsuit sort of thing going on that like maybe has like small little pearls that is like mostly see-through. You're like, you see it and you're like, is it see-through or is there some sort of nude color underneath it? You don't really know. And I would say that the nature of it would allow this creature to travel between various realms. Okay, so the actual jumpsuit that Gozer the Gozerian is wearing allows for dimensional travel. Yes, because in my mind, when I first saw Ghostbusters 1, as a kid, I was like, wow, that's an impressive outfit. That, I mean, <laughs> there's some thought going into that. It has to serve some significant importance. To oh, me. does Gozer have blood red eyes as well? Yes. I forgot to mention the red eyes. There we go. Okay, just so we have the complete mental picture. So a, a sickeningly white tiefling with small horns and short hair, dark blood red eyes. What is the side quest that Gozer the Gozerian would be willing to recruit or hire player characters to go and do? As a celebrity gladiator sort of character, a brawler of sorts, and in my mind, even though this character can be like kind of frail looking at first, thin, petite sort of looking, Mm. I see them as a brawler. Okay, so not so much with weaponry, but like fists. Yes, exactly. And so I would say to handle some sort of troublesome group of bandits or because they're kind of morally ambiguous, really just just kind of destroy something. Because at its nature, Gozer is a destroyer. Gozer would want the players to go destroy something then? Is that what you're thinking? Yes. Anything Mm -hmm. in particular? I think maybe a good focus would be a town. Destroy a town of sorts. What's going to be the reward for succeeding in this task of destroying a town? So this is taken partially from a mechanic in Gloomhaven, which is renown. How famous is your character? And I would, because Gozer is so self-centric and arrogant and really focused on their status, I would imagine that their main reward would not be gold or treasure or anything like that. They're not very interested in that sort of thing, but Mm -hmm. rather how many people know of them, how renowned, how famous that character is. So that reward would be like, oh, this town was destroyed by the mighty Gozer. Okay, so you get to basically join the celebrity coattails of Gozer, essentially. You get some renown and street cred, as it were. Exactly. But what's going to be the consequence of failure or players who refuse? What's going to be the consequence of that? How is Gozer going to react to that? (laughs) So there are two options here for me. I think that one option would be they then need to battle Gozer for refusing the mighty will of Gozer, or they have a degree increased renown. I haven't played D&D, so I don't know if renown plays into the mechanics of the game. It can make things easier or tougher for you, depending on where you are, I suppose. Okay, so I would say that the consequence would be decreased renown. You're not as well known, or you're negatively viewed. 
as a sense that like you're not as strong of a character or something like that. You're not powerful. Okay, so straight up, they're trying to destroy the town and they are unsuccessful. They're just going to be discredited like, oh, they're not as cool as Gozer. But if they refuse, then they're actually going to have to battle Gozer, which sounds like it's already going to be a pretty tough fight to be able to withstand an ancient tiefling brawler, it seems. Exactly. Yes. Wow. Okay. Then what are the goals and motivations of Gozer and how do these goals and motivations affect Gozer's personality? So because Gozer's personality revolves entirely around how many people worship Gozer, I would say that their driving factors is to be adored and worshipped. And their motivation is to do anything that would contribute to being more famous, more renowned, that sort of thing. Is there any particular way that Gozer speaks with others? Yeah, I would say in general, Gozer is a huge jerk. Okay, so Gozer's just a jerk to everyone. It doesn't matter if you're a god. It doesn't matter if you're on the same level. Yeah, because Gozer is like a god-like entity. There's no above Gozer, right? Everyone in Gozer's mind is below and a lowling peasant, if you will. And then how has Gozer impacted the world, shaped the local area, and are there any problems that prevent Gozer from being an even, I suppose, larger problem for everyone else. As a problem, I would imagine that Gozer's nature would lend them to be untrustworthy and they would not be very highly regarded outside of like their cult-like following. Okay. And I could see that being problematic and like trying to achieve certain things. And as a force of destruction, this chaotic nature, not very trustworthy either. So I would imagine very few allies outside of the following. It's all about building this cult following of believers in Gozer, and then everyone else is kind of garbage. I think we've learned quite a bit about Gozer the Gozerian, and I think it's only fitting then that we have a random encounter. Part of the show now where you my guest will get to embody the npc that you've brought to us you will now play the part of gozer the gozerian and i will well what do you think exactly is it gozer offering this quest to some adventurer is it a cult member fawning over gozer or gozer fighting someone in the arena what do you think would be a good scene i would see this as being interesting as far as someone coming across gozer in my mind as having no idea who gozer is that is a problem for gozer right? right okay and so gozer will be at their true nature and how to handle a situation where someone comes across and has no idea who gozer is no idea what their motivations are yes so just a traveler on the road then is going to come Bingo. across okay so i don't have to worry about potentially killing any of my little favorite npcs that i like to save for this scenario so my goody two-shoes okay. guy doesn't have to die because that would be problematic for me but okay all right so we're setting the scene so outside of a major Roman-esque appearing city, there's a dusty road leading into town and travelers are coming and going. We zoom in on a humble traveler walking with a walking stick and he's kicking up dirt as he's making his way into the giant city. And as he's getting ready to sit down under a tree coming up in his view uh, down the road, he can see that there is a throng of people that are all surrounding this one figure who seems to be standing up on a rock and seems to be delivering 
giving like a sermon or a speech or something and other travelers that are making their way are either trying to avoid eye contact or they're slowly starting to join the circle. So I suppose this traveler will walk up and just kind of stare up at this pale figure that he sees speaking. <laughs> okay. Yeah, now it's your turn right. to go. Yeah. Okay. Behold, traveler, for I am Gozer. Choose the form of your destructor. Uh, the traveler will look around. He'll think about it for a moment, and then he'll be like, I'm sorry, wh what did you say? Choose my destructor. I am Gozer the destructor. <laughs> I, I have no real motivations other than to destroy. Choose uh, your path. Some of the other people who are traveling on the road keep walking, but all of his followers that are surrounding him are starting to fall down in adoration and be like, yes, yes, you've stopped this man. Let us choose his destructor. And the traveler will just be like, Owlbear? So be it. Owlbear. And then crashing through the trees, I suppose a giant owlbear shows up and locks eyes on this traveler. And he's going to be like, huh? Uh, uh, and he's going to start running down the road. And then in plain view of Gozer, this owlbear leaps on the traveler and begins to eviscerate him in the middle of the road. The worshippers are crying out, Praise Gozer the Gozerian! The, the destruction has occurred! So hath Gozer spoken. <laughs> and scene. All right, well, you straight went to Ghostbusters, so I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> but that was cool. We rolled with it. I think we got a scene that pretty much encapsulates exactly the NPC we discussed here, you think? Yeah, I think so. I think that if you were a character and you were to see another NPC interact with Gozer, you would understand the motivations behind this particular character and know that the ramifications of denying that character's motivations or wishes. You have observed a pretty accurate interaction of what embodies, in my mind, Gozer, the Gozerian. Awesome. Well, as we're heading here into our final thoughts of the show, what did you think of this experience? Certainly on a personal note, it's great to talk to you again since I haven't spoken with you in quite some time. But what did you think of this experience of getting to talk Dungeons and Dragons and make up this character and kind of get an opportunity to be that character? I think that I need to find a Dungeons and Dragons group. I think the whole idea of creating a character and the personality behind this character and incorporating this theatrical element and like trying to embody this character of hopefully someone who is outside of your normal, how you would normally behave or something to kind of separate you from your everyday life, I think would be fantastic. It's really fun. I think some people have said it's make-believe for adults. It's interactive storytelling with dice. Yeah, it's a true fantasy coming to reality in a certain way right before your eyes. It's great. Well, is there anything that you would like to plug or share with our audience? Where can people find you? Oh, no. I'm not as much of a celebrity pursuer as Gozer the Gozerian. Fair enough, I fair enough. A, Less bloodshed I, that way. Yeah, <laughs> try to fly <laughs> under the radar. I honestly have, like, nothing to plug, man. But I appreciate the opportunity. Well, Shutterstock, right? I guess everyone go to Shutterstock, subscribe yes. to their services so you can help put food <laughs> on Adam's table. That would be great. I would appreciate that. Well, thank you so much for being on the show and I hope to catch up with you again, have you on the show and maybe get an update and make a new NPC. Yeah, that'd be great, man. Awesome. Anytime. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sidekicks and Sidequests. 
Be sure to subscribe to the podcast through Apple Podcast, Google Play, and Overcast, or feel free to save the RSS feed to use the app of your choice. Visit our website, https colon forward slash forward slash sidekicksandsidequests.com for links, write-ups of the NPCs, and to learn more about the podcast. To stay up to date and share your fan creations, you can like and follow the podcast on social media by searching for at Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. The podcast is also on Reddit, so join our subreddit community at r slash Podcast to share your art, stories, discussions, and commentary. If you'd like to hail the bard, send an email to sidekicksandsidequests, all one word, at gmail.com. I ask that you please leave an honest review on iTunes to help spread the word about the show. Sidekicks and Sidequests is unofficial fan content permitted under the fan content policy, meaning I'm not approved or endorsed by Wizards. Portions of the materials used are property of Wizards of the Coast. Copyright Wizards of the Coast, LLC. Thank you for your support, and I'll see you at the pub next time. Bar to rock on one, two, one, two, three, four! Four! Psychics, psychoids!